Hey there, Super Sober Heroes. It's your host, Sober Steve, the podcast guy. And before we jump into today's episode, I want to take a brief moment to ask for your help to shape the future of gay A. Over the years, this podcast has grown and evolved as I've grown in my sobriety. And recently, I've been investing wild amounts of time, money, and energy to find ways to level up this podcast so it can get heard by the people who need to hear it. I want to take a brief moment to check in with all of you, though, to see what you love about the current show and what could be better as I'm growing and moving forward. In the show notes is a three to five minute survey for you to complete. I kindly ask that you pause this episode and take the time to complete it if you haven't already. You are kind enough to give me 20 to 40 minutes of your time each week when you listen to these episodes, and I want to make sure it's time well spent. So please let your voice be heard. Thanks, SoberPod, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Gay A, a podcast about sobriety for the LGBT plus community and our allies. I'm your host, Steve Bennett-Martin. I am an alcoholic, and I am grateful for my sponsor. As of this recording, I am 448 days sober, and today we're welcoming a guest to share their experience, wisdom, and hope with you. Welcome, Wes. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. I am so glad we got the chance to connect and get get to know you better now. Yes, thanks for having me. Yeah, why don't you start with telling us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Well, I'm from Illinois originally. I grew up in a really small town, so kind of coming out was kind of hard, so to speak. And But since then, it's been really, really great. I went to a great university, had great fraternity brothers. That's kind of when my partying started. Then I've lived in Chicago, Austin, Texas, and now Nashville, Tennessee. I, I do real estate. I have a podcast as well that bridges the gap between the gay and straight communities by just having great conversations. And yeah, that, that's, I guess, a, sum, a summary of who I am. <laughs> Excellent. Well, sounds great. And... Why don't we then just jump right into it then and tell me more about what it, your experiences with drugs or alcohol were like? Yeah, it was all alcohol. And as a child in that small town, I, I didn't drink. I didn't have the crazy high school experience, but I did have the college experience. And even though I was in a fraternity, it actually started before the fraternity days. You know, I was 19, moved away from home. It was kind of peer pressure. I never really liked the taste of alcohol. It was just something that I did. So, and then I enjoyed drinking. I was a shy kid. So it brought me to this whole nother level of, I can talk to people. And at that point I was like, I can meet girls and, and all this, you know, trying to pray the, the, the gay away, but, but alcohol just, you know, thrusted me into this popularity being big man on campus and just being really popular. Cause I'm a very, very social person, but that just really kind of broke down some walls of people I never would have talked to, joined a fraternity I probably never would have joined, which I'm, I'm super glad I did join it. I have some, a lot of those guys are still really, really close and accepting of me. So all in all, it turned out really, really well. But honestly, Steve, I just never really liked to drink. It was just something that I did. And that was 20 years ago. You know, I'm 40, well, a little over, I'm going to be 42 this year. And I'm like, God, for the last 20 plus years of my life, everywhere I've went, I've had a drink in my hand. Every picture I took, I had a drink in my hand. And there were a lot of nights I don't remember. So that just kind of, I just wanted to stop one day. Yeah. And especially like when you first start, like stopped. So like when you first stopped, 
how did you do it? Did you use any sort of extra daily practices or anything to kind of help you along the way? I, it was a, you know, I don't know if anybody else can, can relate to this, but I, I mean, the last really five, six years I've been here in Nashville, I have not wanted to drink, but real estate in happy hours, I'm on two boards of directors for nonprofits. I have a podcast called Two Bottles Deep, for God's sakes. Like I, I was just around it and it was just a norm. It was my life. It's all I really knew for the past two decades plus. So I was for the past six years, I just didn't want to drink, but I still did it. I still did Sunday fun day. I still, and even though I drank a lot less, I was just kind of going through those motions. I always, you know, I'm an early riser, but I love to hike and and just be in the outdoors and kayak and do fun things. But one day I just woke up, it was October 18th of 2021. So I'm 303 days in as of today. And I, I was in the barber chair. My barber was doing a, a fast cleanse thing and he had this gallon of water there and he spun me around in the chair and I saw myself and I looked horrible. I wasn't drinking water. I, my skin was bad and, you know, it's such bright lights in those barber shops. I just, I looked at myself and I said, no more. And, and so I did like a lot of my friends were doing the 75 hard challenge, like two workouts a day, gallon of water. I don't really like to work out. So I did the gallon of water a day and the no liquor and read 10 pages a day. So I started doing that kind of like a 75 soft. And the end of it was New Year's Eve. And my birthday is December 30th. So I'm like, well, maybe on New Year's Day, I'll have my celebratory drink downtown Nashville, like we always do. January 1st come around, I'm like, no, I want to go one more day. And here we are 303 days later. So that's how I started. You know, I have an uncle who's a drug addict. And I've seen the struggles. I'm very fortunate. I, I've had a lot of struggles. His struggles have been a lot different than mine. I have a lot of friends that struggle with alcohol. So I think we can all relate to each other, but then each person's journey is very unique. So I don't want to make it sound that it was easy, that I was just sitting in a chair and said, I didn't want to drink because there has been a lot of challenges. I've lost friendships, but yeah, that that's how it happened. But every day is it's a choice and I could have stopped my cleanse but I just, I don't need that in my life anymore. That's excellent. And what would you say some of your favorite parts of being sober are? Not being cloudy. Like there's times at work, I would just not remember what I was doing. Yeah. And, and I struggle because it was only a couple drinks, but it was every night. So I was drinking a lot every week, right? And it adds up. So I don't realize once I got sober, I realized how much more clear-minded I was and less confused I was and better energy level. You know, like I said, I've always hiked and kayaked and love going to movies and I live in music city. So I love going to concerts and shows and, and ride arounds. It's just, I'm clear-minded now. I'm happier. I never really had a lot of anxiety until the pandemic. And now there's, there was a ton of anxiety and a lot of that's gone now. You know, so there's just so much, there's just so many positives uh, that have come out to non-drinking and it just doesn't make it wor worth it. When you look back at it, not only the money you spent, but just all the fake relationships you have and those just surface level relationships you have at a bar, it, those aren't deep. Those aren't meaningful. 
And although I've, I've made a lot of friends, I don't want it to sound like those friends, or if they listen to this, that they're grouped into that category because they're not, but, but a lot of those people that I, that I drink with, I'll never see again. Cause that, that was our bond. Right. But I have a lot of great friends who still partake in drinks and they still invite me and I still go, I still can be around it. I just choose not to partake in it. We still have great relationships, my close friends anyway. Excellent. And how would you say looking back that your sexuality played a role with your drinking and your addiction? I think, you know, I refer back to college when I started to drink. Yeah, I knew I was gay. Oops, I knew I was gay in fourth. But, you know, I hit it. I dated girls in college and just out out of college. So to me, drinking just kind of masked it. I was a different person. Even after I came out and everybody accepted me, family came around and accepted me. I still was a different person when I drank. I was still that fun person, but I was still just a different person. And so I think I was just trying to mask mask who I was and those, those feelings of being gay. And back in those days, I was late nineties, early two thousands when I was in college that I'm like, God, I need to hide this, you know? So, so I, I really honestly did it to fit in and to, to kind of just suppress a, a part of my life. Yeah. And what would you say now that you've been sober, your relationship like with the community has changed? Yeah, less. I'm less in the gay community. Honestly, I have a lot of gay friends, a lot of straight friends, black friends, white friends. I mean, it's just the the, the range is still there. It's just it's less in the gay community. It's just more centered around drinking and and bars and and even like I said, for the past six years, I haven't wanted to go to bars. I haven't wanted to drink, but I still did it just because my friends were doing it. I was single. I, maybe I would meet someone. So I just kind of went with the flow rather than take charge and take control of myself. I didn't have any self-control. I, I left that up to everybody else and the alcohol. So it, it's, it's changed a lot. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, no, it, it certainly does. And what are some practices you use in your daily life to help keep you sober? This is in my daily life. I still, I, I read a lot more. That takes up more time. I live downtown Nashville, so I love to get out and walk. Work keeps me busy. Nonprofits keep me busy. But those are things I love to do. And when you find that passion, then, then you don't, you almost, I don't miss what I didn't have. You know, there's a quote that says, once you choose, once you you choose it and have it, you're less inclined to give it up. And I chose sobriety and I have sobriety and I don't want to give that up. So I can still like my buddy, one of my best friends, my co-host on the podcast, he had his birthday party on the drag bus here in Nashville. And I went, we, we had a great time. I was around it, but I was still like trying to, you know, support my friends. And I know alcohol is a big part of our society. And I know I'm going to be around it. I don't want to judge others, but I I chose this. And no matter what environment I'm at, I'm happy with myself and I have control over myself now where I never did before. So, so that resonated a lot with me and it's at times it's not easy, but it's worth it. So it's kind of like if you're on a diet or you're trying to give up soda or you're trying to give up chocolate or, you know, or, you know, someone who becomes a diabetic, you have to hold, change your, change your life around. And we choose that. It's not easy, but it's worth it. And I think you just have to kind of have your eye on the prize every day. And then that's what gets me through. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And if you could give one piece of advice to someone who is sober, curious, or newly sober, what would it be? Mm. There's, there's so much running through my head. I guess from my experience, I was that group think, what is everybody doing? I never, ever, ever put myself first. And, and I think being gay, we always put other people in front of us. We put their feelings in front of our own. What are they going to think when we come out? Am I going to be disowned when I come out? Am I going to be homeless when I come out? So I did that with liquor. It was just kind of, you know, parallel to those feelings of when I was struggling with being gay back way back in the day. It's like, am I still going to have friends? You know what? If you, if you lose those people, you lose those people. And lucky for me, the ones I've lost weren't, weren't close to me. I'm invited less to those parties and those dinners and those Sunday fun days, but everything I've gained. I, I don't worry about what I've lost anymore because I'm gaining. I have a whole world in front of me and I was worried about 20 people. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like when you break up with an ex, there's millions of men out there, but you're focused on this one little part. Mm-hmm. It's like focus on all the beauty that's in front of you because all those people held you back that nobody needs to hold you back. And, and you're responsible for that. I was responsible for that for all those years. And, and I'm thriving now. I feel great. It's just the reward is, is much greater than kind of sticking with status quo, sticking with that friend group and, and drinking or wh- whatever your drug of choice is. Yeah. And I'm curious to see, because from what I understand, what came first, the podcasting or your sobriety? Podcasting. So uh, how has that changed your kind of persona uh, on the podcast? (laughs) Well, we call it two bottles deep for a reason. Yeah. We, we have long story short, my friend Stacia, her and I met at a bar here in Nashville. We both just moved here eight years ago and she came up with the idea. My buddy, Philip and I, he's one of the funniest people I've ever met. We wanted to bridge the gap. He's a gay guy as well, but we wanted to bring the communities together, right? And we were around Stacia's, we were at her house for a little campfire and we were having great conversation. And she's like, when y'all are two bottles deep is when you have the best conversations. So our podcast is named Two Bottles Deep because of her. And we started, we'd each have a drink And then we'd start recording. We'd talk about coming out, about relationships, about cancel culture, Morgan Wallen. And I mean, we're still going. We're two two seasons in. And when I stopped drinking, it was interesting. Our dynamic changed a little bit because, you know. Once you have a little liquid courage, you're going to say some, some things like, like we all have done. But honestly, I was really, I'm really honest on that, on that podcast. So it, to me, mentally, I, it's changed me and the way I approach things in on air, off air, I'm, I'm more quiet, you know? So I have to really ramp it up because I'm actually a really shy person, but I go to a lot of networking events. I do a lot of nonprofit work. And if I don't have that wine in my hand, which I haven't for the past 303 days, it's harder to talk to people. Yeah. So it's changed the dynamic. My co-host is super funny. We've had some great, great episodes and we're, we're loving it. It's fun for us. but yeah, it's changed it a little bit. So I'm, I'm learning to speak differently and I, I, I can think clearer, but it's like, I miss having that liquid courage just to catapult me there, mm-hmm. <laughs> taking a shot and going on. So it's, it's been really difficult. It's been challenging. 
Yeah, well, we'll certainly dive more into some of the challenges in the post-show. But for now, how can our listeners find you and your podcast? Absolutely. Instagram, I am Life of Weston. That's W-E-S-T-O-N. Facebook, West Schmitz, and the podcast. You can find it anywhere that you stream your podcast. And that's called Two Bottles Deep. T-W-O, Bottles Deep. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. I'll make sure to also put that in the show notes so listeners can just scroll up and click on over. Stick around, Wes. We're going to continue this conversation, but I'd like to thank you listeners for listening to another episode. You can head on over to our Patreon page and join the family to continue on and listen to exclusive post shows like the one we're about to record. If you're interested in sharing your story, getting involved with the show, or just saying hi, you can email me at gayapodcast at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at gayapodcast. And be sure to follow us wherever you're listening so you can get new episodes when they come out every Thursday. Until that time, stay sober, friends.